welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Seguin. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player, and I've been vegan for over nine years. I'm also the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, which has helped over 500 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. So today I'm going to share with you what I would do and how I would approach um, if I was 40 pounds overweight. I actually just made a little game plan um, before I started recording this podcast. I'll just share uh, point by point what I would do exactly um, if I was to go down that journey. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, you probably noticed that I'm pretty much wearing the same clothes every day and it feels like I record everything in the same day. I don't. I literally dress the same every day. I like to keep it <laughs> simple so I don't have to make too many decisions during the day and I can focus on the decisions that actually matter. Um, like again, keeping your discipline and your willpower to say no to foods that you want to eat that are not going to serve you. So first thing I'm going to do is I was 40 pounds overweight. Here's what I would do. First of all, I think the biggest thing that people um, make as a mistake when they come in is they think that it's going to happen fast. They feel they're going to have able to lose 40 pounds in like three months. And then they mentally prepare themselves to see that results in three months. You know, for three, for, for three months, you probably lose like 20 pounds in a healthy way and be able to retain a lot of lean muscle. If you're looking at a 40 pound fat loss, you're looking at six months. So first is manage your expectation because if you feel like you're going to do it in three months, three months, which will require you to be military-like discipline, you'll have to say no to every freaking social event you can think of. You're literally going to have to be a machine for three months and starve yourself and maybe you'll be able to lose 40 pounds in three months. Set a realistic timeline because again, if you say you're going to do it in three months, and then you don't do it, then you'll feel like a failure. And then you're more likely to binge eat and go completely in the opposite direction and gain all the weight that you would have lost during that process. So if I was to lose 40 pounds, I would take nine months. Here's, here's how I would split it up. Six months to lose the 40 pounds because my main focus, if I'm 40 pounds overweight, is I want to retain as much lean muscle as possible and focus on just burning fat. And then would add an additional three months at the end of the fat loss phase to do a reverse dieting so that I can maintain me being 40 pounds lighter while being able to eat more food because during that three months, we're going to speed up my metabolism. So I would mentally prepare myself to do everything in nine months, right? So we're looking at three quarters of a year here, right? So I would mentally prepare myself for nine months. So the other step that I would do is I would organize my house and my kitchen in accordance with the goal that I have. So first I would go out, I would go in the kitchen, throw all the freaking junk food that it's not going to serve me in the garbage bin, right? Doesn't matter if you paid money for it. You're basically going to eat food that you paid money for. That's going to hurt you, affect your health and affect your body. Throw it out in the bin. I don't care if you spend five or 10 bucks on junk food or 50 bucks on junk food in your house. You're basically paying to poison your body throw it out in the bin, clear out your house. You can make it easier for you to make the right decisions. Second is I would have a drawer or a place in my wardrobe where all my workout clothes, right? If I'm 40 pounds of weight, probably didn't work out in a while. And so that stuff is probably like at the back of all my clothes somewhere in the pile. So I would get it ready so that I can see it every single day and I can put it on and make it super easy for me to grab, right? So I would organize my house and my kitchen to allow me to be successful. So that's the first thing that I would do. Second thing that I would do is I would hire a coach, right? Genuinely, I've had a coach 
for the past 16 years of my life, almost 17 years of my life, I have had a coach in my life for my fitness and nutrition. That's just how I've always been. Here's the reason why I like to have a coach because I don't need to think about it and I can emotionally remove myself from the process. Therefore, I can't sabotage it because I don't know for you, if you've tried creating your own meal plan, if you've tried creating your own workout plan on a day where you're tired, on a day where you did more than you normally do, you're like, you know what? You were good today. You can have this food because you're the one making your plans. It's easier for you to adjust it. You're like, I'll just recover tomorrow. And then you start the cycle of like, I overeat. Let me undereat the next day. And then I'm hungry. And then I overeat. And then I have to undereat to compensate for the day before. And you just start this really vicious cycle of overeating and undereating. Same thing for the workout. Back in the day when I tried creating my workouts on my own way before I was certified and I have all the experience that I have now, every time I'd make a plan, I was like, ah, you can cut a few sets. I'm tired today, blah, blah, blah. I would get in my own way basically and I would self-sabotage. So I want to fully remove myself from the process and put it all in the hands of an expert. And then what I like to do, and it's how I like to approach when I hire mentors and coaches, put all the blame on them. But in order for me to put all the blame on them, I have to follow the plan at 100%. Because if I hire a coach to take care of my training nutrition and I only follow it at 70% and I don't reach my goal, guess whose fault it is? It's mine. I only follow it at 70%. It's not the coach's fault. So when I hire someone in my life to help me improve an area of my life in this scenario of fitness, I want to be able to blame 100% that coach. And in order for me to be able to blame that coach 100%, I have to do 100% of what they tell me to do because then if I don't get the results, it's their fault because I literally did everything. And if I don't follow it, then it's my fault because I didn't follow, follow everything. So second step, I would hire a coach so that I can emotionally remove myself from the process. Again, I'm not saying this because I am a coach. I have been doing this for the past 17 years. That's literally how I operate for any year of my life that I want to level up. Second point is um, with that coach, we probably set my initial macros, how much protein I'm supposed to eat, how many calories I'm supposed to consume at the initial at the start of my fat loss phase. And then I would just go in, buy my fitness pal pro, and I would punch in those metrics because I like to see it all as zero zero at the end of the day. Right. For members, we give them a meal plan. Um, I'll follow meal plan from time to time, but I more like to track my food because I like to have the freedom of, of what I'm going to eat and what I want to eat. But I would set my initial macros, get my fitness pal, punch in those metrics so I know what to hit every single day. The third step is I would start working out probably around four times a week of strength training. Three times is not enough for me. I have I like being in a gym. Um, and again, if I'm 40 pounds overweight, probably haven't been in a gym in a while. So I would start around four times of strength training a week and once of cardio per week for multiple reasons because a lot of people, when they start their fat loss phase, they won't want to do cardio right away. But the thing is, it's good for your heart, right? You can have the biggest biceps, the flattest stomach. If your heart sucks and it stops, you're dead. You're dead with big biceps and a flat stomach. You need a good, strong heart that's going to allow your body to pump all those vitamins and nutrients throughout your body. And yet, there's something about doing a cardio session and your lungs just burning and increasing your VO2 capacity, increasing your lung capacity. Because then when you're in stressful moments in your life, and that's just a tangent, you're able to take bigger breath and regain control of your body versus if you have a small lung capacity and you just go, it makes me feel anxious just from taking those small breath. So bigger lung capacity helps with cold exposure, but helps in moments of stress because you can calm yourself down. So cardio, um, bigger lung capacity. Pump more vitamins and nutrients out of your body. Keeps your heart healthy because you need a strong heart. 
So the other point I would do next is I would have a list of non-negotiable things to do on a daily basis. What I found is if you are on a journey of self-improvement and you're doing your things to improve yourself and you're progressing in the right direction and you're stacking those wins on a day-to-day basis, you are less likely to want to mess it up, right? After a workout, you don't really want to eat shit food. You want to eat healthy food because you feel good and you want to nourish your body. You want to eat foods that feel good. Same thing for other areas of your life. If you're reading every day, right? You're increasing your, your, your knowledge and increasing your skill set. You're increasing your capacity to better understand the world and operate in the world. Like you're less likely to want to mess it up. So what I would add as my, this is non-negotiable is getting my 10,000 steps per day. Um, a daily reading. I read 10 pages every single day and I have for the past few years. Um, I would meditate every single day, right? Five minutes on average, just to get me centered at the start of the day. Um, and then the other part is I would do cold showers daily. The reason why those things are on there is one is I want to nourish my mind with things that are going to serve it. I don't want to be feeding my mind with TikTok and YouTube and shitty videos and shitty things on, on, on Netflix that are not going to serve me to become a better person. If I'm on the path to becoming a better person, which I am, if I'm trying to lose 40 pounds, it's going to start paying dividends in all other areas of my life. Daily um, meditation just kind of helps to to center your mind and your body and you're more operating from a place of being responsive than reactive and so if you're stressed and you had a shitty day reactive would be eat the full cake that's in the fridge which is not supposed to be there responsive would be like let me just go for a walk drink some water and just like meditate it out and lastly cold showers because the reason that i would get to 40 pounds overweight which are gonna happen in my life i've lost 80 pounds at one point 80 freaking pounds that's almost the weight of my fiance, um, I wasn't doing hard things, right? I was only doing things that were keeping me in my comfort zone. I was eating food that was making me comfortable. I wasn't working out during that time. And that was because I was comfortable. It didn't hurt my body to, to not work out, right? So I probably got to 40 pounds overweight because I've only done things that made me feel comfortable and made me feel comfortable, made me overweight. And so I would challenge myself to do things that are harder. And a very small controlled environment and version of that would be taking a cold shower, right? I won't even start with ice bath at the start. We'll just start with a cold shower so I can train my mind to do hard things, to step into hard situations and to deal with hard situations. And again, being in a controlled matter, that stuff trains your brain over time. And then that would allow me that if I have a long day and I'm on my fat loss journey and I feel stressed, that I can say no to the chocolate, no to the chip, no to whatever would show up because I'm building that mental resiliency. So that would be a part of my list of non-negotiables, right? And the thing is, I would write it down on a list. Have a notepad. We have it in the app for our Fit Vegan members, but you can check off those non-negotiables, right? That you drank your water, that you did your step, that you did your daily meditation, that you read, and that you did your cold exposure. Sorry. That is something that we put on our members' app for their daily to-do list. So they actually have to check off all the things that I'm telling you right now. And the reason why they're doing it is because it paid so many dividends in my life and they're seeing the benefits of it too. So I would put it on my daily list, either on an app, and I would just check it off because there's something so pleasant about checking things off. Like you're just, again, stacking your wins for the day and you're building that momentum. Um, The other thing is I would tell my friends and partner about what I'm doing. Hey guys, I'm overweight. I'm 40 pounds overweight, and I have done this in the past. So, you know, you, you take it however you want it. I was like, hey, I'm overweight. I feel uncomfortable in my body. I'm freaking miserable. When I bend down, my stomach is in the way. I can have a belt buckle imprint in my stomach. I don't feel good. 
So I want to get healthier and lose weight. And I want you to support me through this process, right? You have the, I give you permission to call me out when I'm doing something that's not serving me, right? You notice when I'm talking to them, I'm not asking them for permission to do this. I'm not asking them to support me. I'm telling them to support me. If they're in my circle of friends, if they're my partner, if they're my friends, they love me. They will care for me becoming a better person and they will support me. I feel the mistake that people make is like, hey, can you support me in this? Like, no, support me. You're supposed to love me. If you're in my circle, it's because you love me and you care for me. Support me through this journey that I'm about to go through, right? And ultimately, if the people around you don't want to support you and you becoming healthier and losing weight to increase your lifespan, to increase your health, you feel better in your body, you need to reevaluate that relationship because the people that love you will want the best for you, right? So I wouldn't ask. I would just say and say like hey this is how it's going to be support me um i've always been that way the other one is i would just put my head down right at the end of the day i again we're assuming that like i have put on 40 pounds but i've done like over 15 transformations in my life and i know that is simply a matter of time and daily actions for me to get there so and again i'm mentally prepared to spend six months doing the fat loss three months doing the reverse dieting so for six months i would just put my head down Right? I would cut out distractions from my life, things that are not serving me. You still want to have a social life, but probably the people you're going to be hanging out with, you want to make them aware of the goal that you want to reach. I personally do that. And then um, just put your head down and get to work. Right? Realistically, you doing your daily non-negotiable, so like taking 10,000 steps, drinking your water, and those are done throughout the day, so they don't take like a huge amount of time throughout the day. You just kind of move around. Reading for five minutes, uh, 10 pages every day takes about five minutes. Doing five minutes of meditation, that's 10 minutes right there. Doing a cold shower, maybe takes you like, you know, three to five minutes. Just a max 15 minutes for those three things. You work out, takes about 45 minutes. You're at an hour of your day now. And then eating your food, you already have to do it every single day. So like max an hour of your time per day. Everyone has that. I don't care how busy you are. Um, I run three companies and I have the time I have my, I have members that have like four kids work 60 hours a week. They still have time to work out at the end of the day. You can't skip out on eating food. You have to eat food to survive. And so it's simply about switching the type of food that you're eating. And so I would remove distractions and I would put my head down and I would just focus on my goal because at the end of the day, it's harder to build a base for fitness in your body. But once you built it, there's ways to make it easier to maintain it. And that's the thing that people confuse is, um, they think it's going to be harder to maintain it after, but it doesn't if you turn it into a habit by focusing on those non-negotiables daily. So the other point was be, again, just put my head down and focus on this for the next nine months. Again, nine months out of my entire life is nothing. It's a small percentage. It's a speck in the duration of my life. And then, um, like I mentioned earlier, I would plan for reverse dieting. So I would mentally prepare that once I'm done the fat loss, and then I would be embarking in the next journey of reverse dieting because what I see happen, um, in most transformations and it's honestly, it's all psychological. Like a lot of it has nothing to do with workout and fitness, like workout and nutrition is the thing that gets you to body. But the thing that messes up everyone's transformation is the mind, the psychology. And so a lot of people will give it a big push for six months and do the fat loss and then it's kind of like the end of a class. It's, the, it's your last class of the school year and you're like ready to party and like, yeah, it's summer. If you approach your transformation that way, first, you're not using a sustainable method. Second, what do you think is going to happen? You're probably going to go out and eat a ton of food, miss some workouts, you'll revert back to who you were before. It is, you have to make a conscious effort to continue living this way after. But if you can mentally prepare yourself that once you've lost the 40 pounds, then you have to reverse diet. You got to give an extra three months 
where we're slowly going to re-increase your food and put you in a position where you can eat 1,000 plus calories in when you're at at the end of your deficit to maintain the 40-pound fat loss. And then once I'm done the reverse dieting, I can breathe a little bit more. Okay, now, me as a, what my maintenance calories are, I can eat 3,300 calories per day and I can maintain this 40-pound fat loss. And now from there, I can have a little bit more freedom, right? From there, I can breathe and focus on like, what are the next things that I want to do? Do I want to do a muscle building phase? Do I want to maintain my weight? If I want to maintain my weight, pretty easy. You can have like three workouts a week and you can eat all of this food to maintain your new body and just have to consciously keep making healthy decisions for your food. And then in the day, you make healthy decisions to, yes, um, keep the weight from preventing the weight to coming back on. But second, for you to feel good and, you know, ensure that you have a long life <laughs> because, if you eat 3,300 calories, if I eat 3,300 calories of shit food all the time, I will maintain my weight. I will feel terrible. My sleep will be terrible. My sex drive will be terrible. My body is going to look terrible, even though I'm eating to maintain my weight. You just don't feel good when you eat terrible food all the time. So you want to make sure that the majority of food you're eating, at least 90%, is from clean, healthy food. Right? And now... Um, that's pretty much my last point. So this, that's all I would do, right? I was I would create an environment for me to be successful in my house. I would hire a coach. I can remove myself from the emotional process of nutrition and training. I can be accountable to someone else. I can have someone to blame if it doesn't work. That's how I operate. I would set my macros. I would work out four strength trainings a week and then one cardio. And then we'll let the coach kind of build a structure um, within that. Then I would have my list of non-negotiables daily. I would make a list where I can actually check them off and then I would put my head down and just get to work because I've mentally prepared myself for the whole duration. Um, and then I would just be patient, right? At the end of the day, that's the hard part is like doing that work every single day. A lot of people can do it for one week, two weeks, maybe a month, maybe two months, but because they don't have the proper environment and structure around them to be held accountable and to continue pushing and to have someone to fall back on when they do fall off track, then they fall off track and they have no one to bring them back on track. And then next thing you know, they put all the way back on from the two months that they pushed, right? So one, you want to use a, a way that is sustainable for you to lose the weight. Second, you want to have some accountability and some structure. And third, I personally do that. Again, maybe different for everyone. I personally just remove myself from the process of building the blueprint so that I don't have any input into it. I want to hire an expert that knows how to do it and is going to tell me how to do it. Why do I need to figure out how to rebuild the wheel or to reinvent the wheel if someone has already done it? That's something that has served me tremendously in my life. I was like, I can just Google all the information. And genuinely, you can Google everything that I teach my members, but here's, here's a caveat to it. How do you put it together to produce as fast of results as I produce for my members, right? How do you put it together without making all the mistakes that all newbies make when they're going through a transformation? Right? You can't just like go in a deficit and exercise because how big of a deficit? What is your protein going to be? How do you adjust once your body plateaus? How do you build progressive overload within your plan depending on what your goal is? You want to build strength, you want to build some muscle, you want to focus on burning fat. Like there's so many little nuances to transformation. So personally, why would I have to reinvent the wheel? Well, I can just hire someone to take care of it for me. Like I know how to do this. I've done it for over 600 members and I still have a training nutrition coach. Right, because I just go to him and I just outsource it to him, so I can focus on what I'm good at, and that is serving my members. I don't have to think about my own transformation. He's like, "Here's the metrics. Here's the workout. Great. I just go in and I do them. That's it. Right? I don't have to think about it. I don't have to basically trying to to learn how to do the whole thing. Some of you, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get a certified personal training certification, a health nutrition 
coaching certification by just going on Google and trying to figure it out by yourself. Like genuinely after 10 years, you might be able to like, I, I won't deny it. The information is available to you, but it's how you put it together. Right. I can give you all the parts to build a car, but if you don't know how to build a car, eventually you'll probably figure it out by reversing engineering another car. But guess how long is it going to take you to put a car together if you don't have the blueprint or the guidelines for it, right? Versus if someone comes like, okay, put this part together, this part together, this part together, you'll be able to build your car. And that's basically what you're trying to build with your body. So why trying to like have all those pieces and figure out how to put them together when someone can literally tell you um, and just, you know, it, it takes you a fraction of the time. That's my big belief about coaches. That's why I have five of them in my life. And I have a training nutrition course. I have two business mentors. I have a finance mentor. I have a Tony Robbins coach who's more like a life coaching, uh, coach, you know, cause I, as I'm going to next levels in my life, there's new levels, new devils. There's always new things to face. Um, yeah, but I'm going to build on a tangent here. I'm just going to come back to the original topic. That is exactly what I would do. If I had 40 pounds to lose, I would remove myself from the process. I just put my head down and I would go for it. It is literally that simple, but it's that hard to stick with it. You are the only person that can prevent you from losing the weight because you will get in your head. There's going to be days we don't want to. There's going to be days we're going to fall off track. Your ability to go back on track, your ability to handle your emotions, your ability to be able to hold yourself accountable. Like those are all factors that come into play that I see in every single transformation. At the end of the day, our members that are the most successful, and if you go on our website, fitvegan.ca or fitvegancoaching.com, you're going to see tons of amazing transformations from our members. You're going to look at some of them and you'll be like, damn, I wish I could do that. But guess what? Every single one of them fallen off track multiple times. The reason why they're success stories now, because they got back on track. We helped them get back on track. We equipped them with the tools from a, a training, from a nutrition, from a mindset standpoint to get back on track and to learn how to get back on track for themselves. So that once they're out of the program, they lost the weight, they have a sped up metabolism, and they're mentally equipped to continue this lifestyle after. Like that's the most important part. I guess so. I hope this podcast episode was valuable. I can put out two podcasts a week. Um, we're at three for a while, but we cut it back down to two just so we can provide a little bit more value, make the podcast a little bit longer. So, hope you guys are enjoying the episodes. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to give it a big thumbs up. Let me know in the comment section below what connected with you the most out of what I shared. If you're listening on podcasts, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram if you have any questions about what I shared. Again, I hope you guys enjoy it, and I will see you in the next one. Ciao. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.